What's up, everybody? Look at this chat segment. It's absolutely amazing. Who was the first one here? Everybody scroll up and see who you see who was first. Regardless, though, this is Beard Laws episode 66. And as you can see, or if you can read, or if maybe you're listening to the podcast and you cannot see what we have to see here on YouTube.com slash Beardlaws, we have an interview with Jeremy Parsons, and his new album, Things to Come, is now available. We're going to talk more about it. We're going to talk a little music, and we're going to talk a lot about a bunch of stuff that he doesn't even know what's coming. And the best part is, the co-hosts, they don't even know what's coming. And for anybody that was wondering who was first, it was definitely King Grimlock today. He said, first, early gang gang. And then Nick said, LOL, okay. I'm second, but he's still early gang, so that's cool. Uh, okay, he left, so I'm first now. No, you're still second. I left. I don't know what they're doing, but it's funny, and even Jeremy thinks it's funny. Look at his face right there. We're late. We're not late. They live. What? What is going? Either way, let's do the introduction, and uh, we'll do that. Oh, Crystal Davis. Everybody has to take a drink. That's the rule. Anytime you see Crystal Davis or somebody says Crystal Davis. You have to drink. And Joe doesn't mean you have to shotgun. Just means you have to take a drink. All right? All right. All right. All right. We're going to do the intro and we're going to get in there. All right. Let's do this. You guys ready? Ready to roll. Do oh. it. Whoa. Did you guys hear those voices or was it just me? I think I heard them. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is the Beard Laws episode 60. There's a reason that Logan is backstage, all right? I just needed to, to just brace everybody. I'm going to get through this intro part, and then I really, really need everybody to uh, everybody's attention, okay? So, obviously, guys, this is Beard Laws episode 66. I'm Matt. That's Brandon. And Logan is backstage hanging out with Jeremy right now. They're both having a great laugh. But, yes, poop knife. Yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Yes, Crystal Davis is here as well, so make sure everybody did take at least a drink or five. But yes, this is episode 66 with guest Jeremy Parsons. Super excited to continue kind of this January with some different kind of people. I mean, we've had we've had Chef Brian Duffy. You know, now we have we have we got hit. It's just amazing. I'm super excited. We're trying some new things. And next week, by the end of it, we'll give you a little spoiler. Next week's guest was in the MMA for eight years, and now is a bare-knuckle boxer. Probably the toughest guy we've ever had on the show. So that's going to be pretty intriguing. You guys can hear uh, more about it in a little bit. And that's going to be episode 67. And then February is just ridiculous. So, And uh, if you guys were here just to hang out and get some free stuff tonight, you're in luck. We are not giving away anything. All right, but... This is the moment that nobody was waiting for. We're going to explain why Logan is backstage. Oh, you're at work? Okay. Well, don't shotgun any bang energy drinks or anything weird either. All right. So Logan has decided for some reason, even though he is a co-host and has been a co-host of the Beard Laws show, that he decided he was going to have himself a little shave. Both of his kids even looked at him and said, hey, now you look like my uncle. You know, the taller, better looking, more successful, you know, lattice there. But um, regardless, ladies and gentlemen, just brace yourself for the somewhat beardless. I guess he technically has a beard. But now he has to be the last one on the thing because he has the smaller beard. And anybody with OCD, you know, we have to, you know, put the put the beards in order. It's been a thing that started on Triple T. Check it out, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel. 
Yeah, Nick. Nick, it's uh, it's a thing. All right. Well, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. This introducing the smallest beard on the Beard Laws show. Look at this thing. I can't, guys. You guys look at him. I can't do it. I can't do it. What do you have to say about it'll, yourself? It'll, oh wait, nobody wants to hear. Yeah, that's what you're gonna say. It's gonna grow back. Just apologize and get over it. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Squeak's beard being longer than Logan's. Beerbong John's beard is almost longer than Logan's, and he went full shape. Yes, Joe. This All this right. is this is called beard laws, correct? It's not five o'clock shadow laws, right? <laughs> Look, I started to give it a trim. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know, I shake during the day. I don't know. All of a sudden, it was, like, shorter than I wanted. So I'm looking, and there were a couple spots. Now, I've never trimmed a long beard like that. And I was just like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to stop you there. Ladies and gentlemen, because we are beard laws and we have, you know, beard banter and stuff on there, this is prime example of why you train your hair, not trim. You could look like this. All right? Well, well. Nobody wants to hear them anymore. Let's get going. All right. So obviously this is Beard Laws episode 66. And it, what would it be a show if we didn't banter with each other and bust on each other's balls? I am super sad about it. Honestly, I'm super sad. I can't look at him. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who said that? Logan's beard is a, th- uh, it's a 3.5. 0.35. That's not good. Crystal Davis <laughs> has a bigger beard. Crystal Davis. Crystal Davis. Cheers, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's get all these comments out of the way, and um, uh, send it right to Logan at BeardLaws.com, please. <laughs> and he'll, he'll get right through that. <clears throat> yeah, he was like Forrest Gump. Now that he's gone that far. He just kept on going. Exactly. Yeah, Toby has even a bigger beard. Wow, Monty, Monty, my man. Look at we lost. We look at he had a glorious ginger beard and decided to throw it in the trash or put it down the toilet or let the cat eat it. I don't really know. But if you guys want to see an epic ginger beard, guys, check out Monty. He has taken, like, first place in almost every beard competition that I've ever seen. And uh, that just kind of reminds me. What's up, everybody, on the Talking Beards Network? It's a network that is just continually growing. And, uh, Monty, what I want to do, and and I know it's probably not the place to do it on live, but it's okay. We're going to do it you know, just like Beer Gang Actual, who couldn't be here, but he'll be back next week, is I want to run commercials for all the other shows on the Talking Beards Network. So if you guys want to do a commercial for What Up Wednesday, send it over to me, and we will showcase it here on the show. And then if you guys want anything for yours as well. And uh, Aaron and Scott, I don't even know if that's cool with you, but uh, being your news guy, I'm going to make the executive decision that it's cool. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, ver- yeah, my dog has a be- better beard than you right now. This is sad. This is sad. Yeah, coffee has this. All right, we. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on, everybody. Hey, what's up, Troy? All right, so um, speaking of news, let's. Uh, you ready, Brandon? Dumb question. Wait ready for this roll. though. I have a new intro because on the uh, Talking Beards Network on the Talking Beard Show that is Facebook.com/slash Talking Beards on 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. They created a new intro for me on their show, being the news guy. So I felt inspired, and I couldn't let them one-up me with that old intro. So I got a treat for everybody. Are you ready? Ready to roll. Let me know what you think. Let's do this. Bye, Logan Spear. Now that is an intro. I'm Brad. Let's go. 
This is Beard Laws News. There's a new outlet for your frustration that's as easy as picking up your phone. Just dial the Just Scream hotline created by elementary teacher, an elementary teacher, rather, who uh, created the number where you can leave a message when you scream. That's right. You just scream for as long or as loudly as you want. There's no one on the other end of the line. The numbers aren't saved. And the person who created it says, I wanted to find an outlet that people could respond to and screaming just seemed like the perfect fit. The creator says of his created project that when he came up with it in September of last year, he launched it just before election day in November. The calls are recorded and put on a website where you can go and listen to them. It's currently got a backlog, though, of about 40,000 different screams. Why should I call you, the website asks? Well, to scream. You might be unhappy, terrified, frustrated, or elated. All of these are perfectly good reasons to call and to record your screaming, according to the website. There have been more than 70,000 recordings since launching the hotline. The hotline will stop accepting calls tonight, so get your scream in while you can. The screams will remain on the website. But I suppose any number is the Just Scream hotline if you're brave enough. <laughs> I would love if they would have had the just shaved my beard from Logan scream. And then the screams of his children and crying because their father lost their beard. Anyway, <laughs> That's all good. A Vancouver couple must cough up more than $600. After Do pretending. they turn cough? Yes, they did. After pretending okay. to cough on customers inside a private gym, two Vancouver Police Department officers were flagged down outside the police station Saturday night by the gym's owner in Vancouver. He reported that two people who were not gym members had entered the business and were walking around without face masks and coughing in the general direction of people and on the equipment. The officer found a 60-year-old man and his 25-year-old girlfriend. It's a whole other story there. As they were exiting a washroom inside the gym, the couple claimed they were only pretending to cough because people inside the gym were staring at them. I say we send them straight to Azkaban. <laughs> And for you non-Harry Potter fans, that's prison. And the, the uh, Wayland Free Library in Massachusetts is asking people to be on the lookout for whoever's leaving them potatoes, baked potatoes on the front lawn. The library's front lawn has been accumulating baked potatoes, baked russet potatoes specifically, under mysterious circumstances. The first potato appeared on Monday. The second popped up Thursday, according to the library. In a Facebook post, they jokingly wondered if the potatoes are part of a rare potato migration, or if a kid on a bus was revolted by the packed lunch his mom had made him and tossed it out the window. But library officials are telling the public to keep their eyes peeled. Ah, I see what you did there. And a pet cat believed to be killed with her owner in a huge mudslide has been found alive three what? years later. The Animal Shelter Assistance Program in Santa Barbara County, California, says the calico cat named Patches was brought in as a stray last month, and a microchip scan revealed her identity. Patches had been missing since January 2018, when a rainstorm sent a debris-laden torrent crashing down through the hillside neighborhoods in northwest Los Angeles. 23 people were killed, including the owner of the cat. The devastation of the debris flow was so terrible that bodies of two victims were never found. The shelter says Patches was found less than a quarter mile from where her home stood. It's funny how in times like these, times of reunions when they occur, if it's a dog, the dog is excited to see the pet owner jumping up, wagging the tail. But when it's a cat, it's more like, hey, yes, I remember you, Gregory. What took you so long? And where is my backlog of kibbles? <laughs> a naked man driving a stolen police cruiser crashed into the woods just off Interstate 10 on Thursday. 
That as TV news crews watch the incident unfold. A reporter says it started when an officer spotted a naked man on the side of the road. The officer stopped to try to help the man, but he became combative when he ran towards the officer's car and jumped into the driver's seat, according to officers. A spokesperson says the officer's car door was closed but not locked. The officer was wrestling with the naked man, just imagine that, trying to get him out of the driver's seat. But when the man started to drive away, the officer backed away because he was at risk of getting injured by the moving car. The naked man drove the vehicle erratically and it crashed into the trees nearby just a few minutes later. I don't feel like I need to say much more here other than that this was a Florida man. Cheers to you, Florida, for making Beard Laws News what it is today. For Beard Laws News, I'm Brandon McDermott. Nailed it again. Best newsman in the entire planet, even though That's that better. they argue on Tuesday that they have a better one on the Talking Beards Network. But uh, I don't know. But yeah, cheers to that. Crystal Davis is probably gone, so you guys are safe. But um, you said yeah, it. there was a lot of great comments. I know that you were busy, but uh, Nick H, ooh, loving that voice. And then this was a great one. This could be the comment of the day. We should start doing a comment of the day. Logan, this is going to be the new thing. You get to pick the comment of the day and just jot it down at some point. Or there's this thing called copy-paste on a computer. (laughs) Or Control-C, Control, whatever, either way. But if you would like to be the new owner of the comment of the day, let me know, and then maybe we can send, like, a sticker or something cool. That's fun, right, chat? Yeah, cool. Uh, Yeah, yeah, LTG, I guess, does that. But it's thumb wrestling, so... I'm wrestling. Nope. All you got to do is look in the mirror with your pants down. Yeah. So thank you seriously to all the Florida residents for making Beard Laws News what it is. You guys are absolutely amazing. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a quick little ad from one of our amazing, amazing friends. And then I think we, I think let's bring in Jeremy. You guys ready to bring him in? Sure. All right. So let's, yeah. uh, let's run this quick little video. What do you guys think? Option A or option B? C. B. All right. B it is. Imagine you're minding your business on the toilet when you go to flush and... Uh Uh-oh. It won't go down. You take a look to see what you've done and oh sweet mercy. Good thing you have a poop knife to chop up that turd. Now it can flush easily. Thanks, poop knife. Yeah, it's a real thing. Check them out at theoriginalpoopknife.com. So you could be a samurai of the porcelain poo-poo platter. Again, check them out at the originalpoopknife.com and use hashtag originalpoopknife on all the social medias. There's no option Z just like C. What is wrong with you, LTG? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, you're good. Either way. So, all right, we're going to do this. And, of course, we're going to play an intro. I have a new guest intro, all right? And I know you guys will be real honest with me, but everybody in the chat, I know you guys are brutally honest as well. I want to know your thoughts on the new guest introduction. So let's do the guest introduction, and we'll bring them in. Jeremy, you ready? No, you want to bring it around. Thumbs up if you're good. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a thumbs up, or a middle finger. I think it's a thumbs up. Anyways, let's run the introduction, and then we'll bring him in. It's a new one, so let me know what you guys think. Do it. I think it's this one.
yeah, well, nobody's getting arrested or anything. We're just beard laws. So as mentioned, today's guest is Jeremy Parsons. But my typo and autocorrect changed it to Jersey Parsons. Maybe that's a street name in Nashville. He's a man who has yeah. mashed up more covers than your grandma has in her Tupperware drawer. A man who has hair like Bono in the 80s and a beard like Ashton Kutcher when he played Walton Schmidt. A man who smiles more than Bob Ross after getting a brand new easel. A man that has been to more bars in Texas than John Taffers. A man who loves cats more than Christopher Walken. And that dude wrote an intro to a book about cats. A man who can probably say that all his exes live in Texas. A man that we're proud to call our bearded brother, the one, the only, Jeremy Parsons! Best intro ever. Let's go! That's going to go on the YouTube. Hands down. Uh, The videos you chose, the music, I couldn't tell if those were cigars or books. Either way, we're on on point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they were something. I don't even know. That intro made me sleepy. So, um, yeah. She loves the great. That wasn't even enough. But let me know in the comments, everybody, if you guys liked the new guest introduction. Not the one that I did. I know you guys love those. And that is my favorite part of, of the interview, honestly. I love the rest of the interview, but just kind of, you know, pumping them up. Just, you know, some people get on, they're a little bit nervous. And I feel like the introduction just kind of is like, ah, all right. We're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially after the gavel. Like- yeah, it was like... <laughs> That was the first time. That was the first time we did it. I don't yeah. know. I did that in about four seconds. So it kind of looks like, you know, like a seven-year-old made it. But I promise it was me. But no, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get the feedback. We'll see if anybody uh, likes it. So I start off the interview with every question the same. All right. Some people maybe are sick of it. And probably some people in the chat can uh, can attest to that. Not bad. Uh, I had a typo. Yeah, that's that's normal. I even have a typo on the book I wrote. Um, that's what happened. <laughs> When your publisher is yourself and you can barely read. But uh, one question I like to ask every single guest is kind of, what got you into TikTok? Because every person has a little unique story. Some people, you know what I mean? They're very excited. And some of them are just kind of like, eh, it was part of COVID. So there's no wrong answer. But I'm curious, what got you into TikTok? Well, it was kind of, it, it is, it, it did have to do with COVID. But uh, it's actually kind of funny. My 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 ex-girlfriend was looking for a TikTok accountability buddy. Was she from Texas? So no, she's actually. Uh, well, she's from Connecticut. I met her uh, in Nashville. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm sorry. They don't. Actually, I don't think any of my exes live in Texas. That's Damn. why. I, but that's why I live in Texas. You see? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> smart, smart. Yeah, yeah. Leave it, leave it scattered. Uh, but the uh, yeah. So she was, she was like, oh, it, it'd be easier if I had someone to do this with. And I was like, well, that's going to be the push I need to get on TikTok because. I'm not, uh, you know, it has to be musical in that way because I'm I'm ridiculous in my own way, but I'm not going to get on there and shake my ass. It's just not I what people that. not not what people want to see from me, you know. Yeah, thank you no. for that. Well, you thank never you. know. You Anytime. never really know. Sometimes you sometimes you land into a niche, which I used to call it niche, but thank you to my fellow uh, uh, viewers of the show. It's niche, so I feel fancy now. Um, but uh, yeah, you, sometimes you fall into it, and that's one thing you don't really want to fall into being that guy that just gets on there and dances and stuff, especially if you you don't want to. And I think it's a great move, honestly. You know what I mean? Is especially with the way the marketing and everything is going. Being on TikTok is the thing right now, and it's yeah. a great way to kind of expose your music, be able to maybe get your songs on there that maybe people will start using, kind of in the background of some of their their videos and stuff too. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, which actually happened with the things to come. The whole timing of that release was like beginning of the year, things to come. Here's to all the things to come. And it worked out really perfect. Like, I wish I could say I planned that, but that was just, (laughs) I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I did this on purpose. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm, a marketing genius. I'm a genius. (laughs) No, that's um, that's a cool thing. So, yeah, and and eventually we're going to try to kind of mash all these intros and and everything into one video uh, as soon as Logan figures out how to use a computer. But um, so you've obviously been probably a part of other social medias and stuff. Have you ever had somebody follow you? that you kind of like fangirled over a little bit. Have you had actually, that one yet? Actually, recently on... Uh, on Besides a, myself, of course. Oh, of course. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't want to... I feel like if I do that, your beard's just going to magically get longer, like right mm-hmm. on the spot. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, the, it uh, it, anyway, he's, it, it, Logan's like, yeah, it's a, as, as getting the reverse treatment on this, there was... <laughs> There was some pretty good comedic beard shaming in there. It was it was really good. Anyway, to answer the question, sorry for the tangent. No, um, you can go off. Of, yeah, tangents out. They're, they're welcome. Yeah. Recently on TikTok, a dude that I really love, a songwriter uh, who lives in Nashville, I think. I, I'm not quite sure where he's from, if it's Kentucky, but his name is Travis Meadows. Uh, he recently followed me and liked one of my videos, and he's just one of those very, like, philosophical writers like says says things in a way that like one of one of my favorite songs of his he wrote it about his dad he was just a boy in grown-up clothes like hooks like that but he he recently liked and commented on one of my videos uh on tiktok which is really cool because he's on there too i think he got on during the pandemic as well yeah Uh, yeah you're seeing a lot of these celebrities like i was on there earlier and there's this new challenge it's backstreet boys versus in sync so then next thing you know, these guys are getting on there because of the challenge and people are going crazy because Lance Bass, who I thought yeah. was just a cool fisherman name, but it turns out he's one of the guys in a boy band. And I made the wrong comment and some people were like, you don't know who Lance Bass is? And I was like, well, yeah, I see the picture and I recognize him. Which yeah. is crazy that he kind of still looks the same from when he was like younger in a boy band. But yeah, I just thought it was a cool fisherman. Like that's his real name. It is. I mean, his dad might have been. Well, you know, it's like you you go back to like when people first came to like the new world, so to speak, and they were given the name of their like, you know, like John Blacksmith or something like that. Maybe his dad was a bass fisherman or, or like or not dad, obviously be way before that. But Could it, yeah. So when you see the word bass, do you think bass or bass? Like which one goes through your mind? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on, I usually read it as bass, to be honest with you. Same with me. People like users come into lives and I'm just like, Hey, it's Lance Bass. And they're like, no, it's Lance Bass. Oh my bad. There's not an E on the end of it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Only, (laughs) only bass players, only rhythm section folks are going to do that. Have, have, have pretentious. Yeah. And who likes bass players anyways? (laughs) So, uh, so this is this is just another one of those generic questions that I feel that that we have to ask. So, what got you growing your beard, and how long have you been growing a beard of some sort? I've been growing it probably now for it's been at least four or five years, I would say. Uh, nice. I just I, I don't I don't actually know what I think. I had been traveling for a while, and it just I hadn't shaved it, and like I didn't hate how it looked. Yeah. And, you know, I think you start asking around, at least I did. I was like, 
is it me or does this like does this look stupid to you they're like no it looks like you know go for it and i'm like okay so one thing led to another and this is just snowball effect and uh with covid usually i would trim it uh like closer in especially down here but uh with covid it's just been you know why the heck not just going like covid mountain man on it seeing what happens exactly yeah you might yeah. as well and that's kind of how a lot of great beards start is just pure laziness so it's it's fine that's a, that is the short answer for what i did <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, at the end of the day you know a little bit of laziness and just uh just there brandon looks like you've got some yeah i was gonna say uh you know, we talk about covid as a as a songwriter as a musician as a performer obviously i can imagine how covid has, has changed your life uh, what have you been focusing on in the time being? I mean, obviously, I'm guessing more songwriting, but can you kind of spell that out for us? Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it has to it has to be about something that you can do in a location where, like, I, I'm a, around family and my dad more these days, like where you're not only thinking about your own health, but thinking about everyone around you as well. So what can I do to focus and keep growing as an artist in this, you know, the position that I have to be in right now? It's Luckily, I had recorded a new record, so I was I was able to throughout the year, starting in March or April, I believe, I was able to start releasing singles and building Spotify traction and kind of toying with that whole game. Which I I can say like it, it's it's kind of a full time job in itself doing that one part because you kind to, of it is yeah stay on like I mean that's why people hire out for it. But like with this year, I had the ability to like. Uh, you know, I could reach out and do Facebook lives for people if they were really requesting them. Yeah. Uh, but that that was a lot of my main focus was like working on contacting playlisters myself, like developing that relationship. So when I put out another single, if they really like the other one, they would most likely be like, hey, send me the next one when you put it out. So you're you're kind of building your 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 Spotify crew and, and it worked like as of yesterday. I finally got one of my songs on a uh, Spotify editorial playlist. That's going uh, that's great. You know what I mean? So they start yeah. getting that and you start getting those pennies. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The you whole, know, but they add uh, up. You know, I'm not, that's not like a knock. Yeah. You. It's well, just, no, but you're not wrong. It's a whole halfpenny for like every spin. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Cause a, a friend of mine is on there and he was like, Dude, I'm so big in India right now. I made 17 cents today, and I was like, "Well, you're buying coffee." And he's like, "No, yeah, I'm gonna need another 60 or 70." Listen. Like a, a drop of coffee, yeah, just like yeah. put it right here. No, um, I was like, "All right, cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play that so uh, so I can you can buy me some coffee." So I fired up there, but uh, yeah, they, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's it's good for that because once you get that foot in the door, they start paying uh, like closer attention to you because it all is based on this constantly running algorithm that we know we're all like ever changing and everything. So yeah. it's, it's good to know that that, that work paid off in this timing and I'm going to keep putting out singles and figuring it out. But like you're, you're giving people something that's you and that they can connect with while, while like, you know, they can't do that physically right now because of the lack of live shows and everything. Exactly. Uh, no, I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not great, but it is great that you're able to take, you know what I mean? This and in you and many musicians, you know, we've we've talked to some other people. I've talked to um, Intruder Green from Mast Intruders, uh, Ray Carlisle from Teenage Bottle Rock and a couple of those guys that are, cool. you know, used to being on, you know, bigger stages and just, you know, the we haven't talked to them on the show, just kind of, you know, in Instagram. And they're just, you know, they're the same way. They're, they're kind of struggling a little bit, you know, uh, mentally, but they're able to really focus on some other things. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, so I'm glad that you're able to kind of turn a negative into a positive. So one thing I just kind of wanted to ask you was, and this has nothing to do with the COVID, we're just going to switch gears a little bit, but mm-hmm. what is one of the first songs that you remember kind of playing or performing or, or just kind of that one kind of maybe that song that just kind of stands out as maybe the first? Because they say you never forget your first. Yeah, the like the first one that, that I wrote specifically. Either wrote or just even maybe as a kid, just kind of like, you know, because, um, you know what I mean? Like that you played, you know what I mean? Whether yeah. you played it, you, you sang it, just kind of, you know, just something that you just remember. It doesn't, yeah. it could just be made up. I, I'm just yeah. It would It would definitely be a Hank Williams Sr. song. Like J- Jambalaya was probably my first yeah. big one, specifically because it's two chords, the whole dang song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're just like, it's like, oh, well, the only thing I'm going to mess up are the lyrics. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah that's a tough one to, uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, match up. But um, so, so did music choose you? Or did you kind of choose music? And the, and the reasoning behind that is like, do you did kind of music come easy to you? Like, do you have an ear for it? Can you listen and pick it up? Or did you really have to, not that every musician doesn't grind, but it kind of was it kind of like a grind to really get where you were today? Like for me personally, music has never came easy to me. I love music. It's a passion. And I'm able to play chords on a guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I can't hear it by ear where a lot of my friends can hear a song. Even my girlfriend can hear a song and be like, oh yeah, it's just these chords. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just curious, yeah. you know, you know it, it did music, was music in you or did, you know what I mean? Or did you, is it something you really, really had to work at? You know what I mean? Well, it, it's, it was definitely, there, there was definitely a base in there that I was able to like spring from easier than, and more naturally, I would say, cause that's what I pay attention to. Like what this feel like when I'm creating, like an idea will find me naturally and it'll just mm-hmm. kind of like, it needs to come out of you type deal. Like music needs to come out of you. That's what it is. Uh, and I think like, when you access that, it that's what I'm always focused on, like in experience as well. Like when I moved to Nashville, like, is this going to work for me? And stuff started naturally happening. Yep. Music. Yeah. So to answer your question, like, yes, it was kind of a natural thing, but uh, self-taught in all the other areas. And, you know, I think the self-taught songwriter thing is just you learn <clears throat> to, to write songs based on listening to songs that you really enjoy. Exactly. Uh, but the guitar yeah. stuff, I, I was lucky to be in an era where we had YouTube and I could kind of like stitch together something that kind of sounded similar and like yeah. enough to write, you know, and get keep, like keep getting me to that next stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Who are some of your biggest influences when it comes to songwriting? I know you brought up Hank Williams Sr. Yeah, he's definitely a one. Uh, John Prine is another one. Goes way back. Um uh, of the of like more recently, I really love guys like Jason Isbell. And he's on my beanie. Uh, like, uh, was uh, was really into Ryan Adams for a while, and then some sketchy stuff happened with him. And uh, but like I always loved what he's done. It, it's it's about like that the emotion that they deliver. Not only like the well written song, but like they're matching every part of that song, whether it be you know, vocal delivery or like in the studio with the instruments, like getting yeah. that, that that is like a whole thing, kind of orchestral. Is hey, Michael a, Jackson did a whole bunch of shady things, but doesn't mean he wasn't one of the yeah. greatest musicians ever. You know what he I was, mean? Like He was so just good. because you like their music doesn't mean yeah. you have to like them and their actions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, yeah. You know, that's what I was getting at. There's no Michael Jackson jokes or any more pun. I'm just saying his, it was great. He just... Yeah. Dude, yeah. Well, I mean, I used to dance in front of the TV to Michael Jackson, man. I love yeah. that stuff. Like, I how still do. Not? Yeah, exactly. You can't control yourself when that. Dun, 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 no, you can't. Dun, dun, dun. I, yeah, I danced at his house after, you know, to Michael Jackson. Before. Yeah, shame probably. 
Yeah. All you need, uh, Man in the Mirror for Michael Jackson. I do a good rendition. Anyways, I got a question. So first off, Hank Sr. is the absolute greatest all time of anything. Mm. Anything. And I will say that greatest, greatest ever. If, if anyone watching doesn't know Hank Sr., go listen to him. He's A, amazing, but B, you can hear songs going like later on 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 that years down the road. You can hear that stuff in his, or, you know, you can hear him in this, in new age music. He, he really is a trendsetter. Anyways, yeah. my question is, as you've gone along this path, getting off the topic of like songwriting, what's one of the, what's the coolest place you played or a cool story from a place you played or anything like that, that is like kind of like help push you along when not necessarily a, you were like, dad down your luck, but like when you're like, this is why I love doing what I do. Yeah. Well, one specifically was I, uh, I got to open for George Jones, nice. which was like a huge, yeah. like, yeah, which is awesome. Especially cause that was like, honestly, right at the beginning of my career, like I, I competed in this thing, like there's a, like 200 something people competing. It's like, you're just doing it. You don't expect to win. And, I won. So I, I got to, I got to open for him in a city closest to my hometown, which was Houston, Texas at like a arena theater, like rotating stage and stuff. Like you look up and like, there's someone new in front of you every time. You're like, <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, well, it was huge. It, it's like, and it's weird to think that like, if you ever get in those like slow moments that would like, it fi- found us a lot like this past year, just finds us in life in general. When, you feel like you could be doing more because when you love what you do, you always want to be doing more of it. Uh, but in those situations, I always think back on that. I was like, that's awesome. Like that was a gift. Like no one's going to be able to do that again. Like right. he he passed away and, and that's, it was cool. And I, and I had one of the stories that you hear a lot of uh, like giants in the industry tell like outside of me, but the, the story of like, I was on stage, I just played my last song. I'm like, Think it was such an honor. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, I was like, thank y'all so much for coming out. George Jones coming up next. Y'all hang around. You know the whole spiel. And then I, in my in ears, the sound guy, he's like, uh, Jeremy, uh, we're sorry, but uh, you think you could play like five or six more songs? It's just like you turn back toward the microphone. You're like, just kidding. That was my encore. <laughs> you know, it's like you play five because the and you know what's it's a great story, but like. As, as a player who, who loves making the live show like this, ex- tries to make it an experience like, you know, fast song, maybe, you know, half fast song, half fast, half fast. Yeah, you uh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you know, that whole dynamic throughout the show and you like just nail it. And you're like, yeah. And then it's like, hey, five or six more songs. And he's like, come on. But it's George Jones. What the hell are you going to do? You yeah, know? he was probably just like, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Mm. So the story is, and a lot of people tell this, because I got to go to his uh, memorial concert at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville as well because of my ties. Yeah. Um, like a bow tie or? Well, yeah, yeah. It was That's... anyone who had done it. They had those, just they're too big that you can't even put your uh, Yeah, see, we, I, a yeah. lot of us, yeah. Logan can now. That's probably why he shaved that he wants to wear a bow tie or something. Uh... But, uh, yeah, we wear bow ties. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You'd have to have a low hanging bow tie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> but the no, it was good. Uh, but the, what what he was doing was his football game that he was watching on TV went into overtime, <laughs> and he re, he refused to like 
pause it or tape it, which you could have totally done at that time. Uh, he just wanted to finish it. So he's like, yeah, have him do a few more songs. I'll be right out. Did so you have this- songs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, luckily. How do you say no to George Jones, right? Right. The short answer is you don't. Right. <laughs> did his team win? Does anybody know? Did, like, did his team win and he came out and had a better show, or did they lose and he was just like, get me off this damn stage? I don't necessarily know if he ever had a team like that. It was like, because there's multiple stories. No actual team was ever mentioned. It was like he liked watching the sport. He had uh, money on it, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I and mean, he he was, it was close enough that the spread hadn't – he was either way, and he was like, <laughs> I, I want to see where this money goes. Okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Can you uh, – you, you shared a, this great concert. You you were able to open for uh, for George Jones. Can you share a story to the folks listening in who uh, may not be aware of what the grind is like for a performer and some of the, some of the holes in the wall bars and dealing with some of the bar owners who are – you know, they they tell you you're going to be paid so much, and then you get there and you you get three three beers is what you're being paid for the night or something like that. Can you kind of tell us a a good story that wasn't good at the time? <laughs> but looking back, it's what made you what you are. Man, I, I I'm a non-confrontational human being, so it's like in in those situations, I, I don't I don't think like I have a specific story. Because I, I usually I usually am, am very aware of what I'm heading into before I head into it because I do all my own booking and I've talked to the person. I'm like, I can tell this person like doesn't care at, at the same level that yeah. I do. So like right. you go in not expecting much. And that's a learning and growing thing, of course. It's like because when it happens when you're younger, you're just disappointed and you walk away from it empty handed. But you're battling through learning like what your self-worth is as an artist at that point and realizing like, Hey, I'm worth the money you offered me. And that performance was worth it as well. So like, yeah, you know, whether you got to take time to pull it from a register, find a check, you know, give it to me. But it's like, that's, it's kind of like, I honestly like recommend all this. I'm like, I get emails every year for like, Hey, do you want to try out for the voice? I was like, I feel like it's skipping such important steps to becoming like, like, like who you could be ultimately as an artist and as a person, because that's a life experience you're taking. And away some more content and, uh, and, you know, experiences for songwriting, I'd imagine as well, too. Well, yeah. And you're taking away stories from that one-on-one experience you could have given to that person who like watches you gradually climb and blow up over time. And like, you're all in that together. It's like your yeah. fans are your friends and y'all are building. Like people get to say, it's like, Oh, I saw him and there was only five people in the crowd. And you're like, shut up. Don't tell them that. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you just you didn't have enough beers. There was two. Oh, yeah. The other seven were in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a, I got an off the wall question for you. Tell us the story about the cat guitar strap. So, uh, uh, actually, the the same uh, ex girlfriend that I did the TikTok accountability stuff with her her parents actually bought me that for Christmas. Nice, because I I I'm one of those person. I'm like I can't. I don't always I try not to purchase like just randomly and sporadically. Like I looked at that guitar strap and I was like, I'm going to I'm going to like I could always afford it wasn't that expensive, but I was trying to practice self-control and yep. they bought it for Christmas. And it was just so nice. You're like, oh, OK, cool. I get to say I could buy another ridiculous guitar strap now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So what's going to be the next one? I love. Well, so they have the same guitar strap, but the cats are like in colors. 
like, wow. yeah, so you get them like all blue, or you could get like blue, red, green, or whatever. I get, I get super psychedelic with it if I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they say everything is bigger in Texas. Name me one thing that is way smaller. Well, just off of people's experience and always hearing them complain about this is the Alamo. They're surprised yeah. that the Alamo is is, is is as small as it is. But I was like, you have to keep in mind, too, like, it used to be bigger, but, like, a legitimate battle happened here, y'all. <laughs> like, not everything is still standing the way it was. Like, it was yeah. a battle. <laughs> like, like, well, yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah, like, you're talking old school, like, hey, blow out that wall. You know, it's like, that's, like, but it, it's uh, people like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed. I was like, well. It would have been even crazier to have been here when that all went down. Just think about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, real disappointed if you were in the Alamo. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, like like uh, Bowie was when he because he was laid up and they attacked him like on his deathbed, pretty much. It's such a little morbid history lesson. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, Logan's a history guy. He gets it. So, yeah. um, so if there, if you had to have one CD, assuming your vehicle has a CD player. And you had one vehicle that was stuck in there, and you can't get it out. It's the CD that has to be in there. And if you don't want to get specific to the actual, maybe even the artist, you know what I mean? But Or if there is just one that pops in your mind, what is that CD? Uh, John Prine's 1971 debut record that was self-titled. It, that, that's, that record is a mood stabilizer for me. I don't know how to put it any other way. That song has, like, the perfect amount of, like, heavy realism but he always delivered it so jokingly. So like you're sitting there like feeling morbid anyway. And this guy's just like making jokes with you to match your mood. <laughs> and there's always just like delightful stuff in general. Cause the way he thought it was like, I always joke. He was like a George Carlin of country music. Like the way he was able to twist yeah. it all. Like not as like, <laughs> not, not as, as oh, yeah, not as openly like God's not real, but like you know, kind of <laughs> touching on that at the same time. Yeah, but it was a much different <laughs> era as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Bringing so, that, so, go that ahead. one for sure. Bringing that up, uh, you know, as a as a writer, sometimes when I when I read certain people writing a really interesting story or article, it really gets in my craw of gosh that was so good i know i got something within me that i can do that's similar or or i need to get better just like this person do you get that way with songwriting when you hear a song and you think to yourself man i could write something like that or i need to do something similar to this yeah i have this like really uh this really it's it's a weird way of doing it like when i really respect somebody and i hear a line in a song i'm like what an asshole <laughs> that's like the biggest compliment that i'll ever give i'm like yeah it's but it's it's a motivator because what, what what you're feeling is leading you to a, a train of thought that's going to make you open your mind to figure out how you can get that out of you as well but like you have to have that moment first where you're uh hello i don't know why i said that like that uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know but, <laughs> it works it works I did just watch uh, Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberpatch recently. Oh, so it was, well, it was, that ex- that ex- it, was, it was intoxicating. It happened. It definitely left some remnants there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's kind of like I think a natural thing if you're a creative and and inspired like that. It's like when you hear it, like every now and then you like dig up an old Bob Dylan line and you're like, "There's no way I could like afford to do that many drugs at this age." <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm never gonna get there, man. 
this, has, this, this question has nothing to do with any of the drugs or anything, but I see that you were Pink Panther for Halloween. So, one, I kind of want to know a little bit about why that choice, but two, why wasn't he ever chosen to be like the Pepto-Bismol mascot? Clearly, he had his shit together. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, did it? I well my my whole thing when picking a Halloween costume is I'm like what have people like kind of forgotten about not that like the yeah. Pink Panther is like completely forgotten about but I was like I don't know if I'm gonna see many Pink Panthers this year and uh, we I, I happen to be spending time out in L.A. during Halloween with my buddy so we went to Joshua Tree uh so i was just like literally the the pink panther like rock climbing and stuff and walking around downtown joshua tree which is like during covid was actually kind of a bad idea because a lot of people want to walk up to you and i was like no 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 yeah that's good that's good yeah thanks so, so this segues real quick sorry brandon i cut you off it's all good or, or what? Or uh, who is the greatest cartoon cat of all time? Then. Ooh. Ooh. That Ooh. is a tough one. Yeah, uh, I had to throw a tough one in there. I haven't got you with that oh moment yet, and I'll continue to stall while your brain's thinking. Yeah, but I well, get you I, with that. Like, okay, all right. I, I, I really liked uh, O'Malley from the Arista Aristocats. Yeah, a, I can't remember his first name. Was it Thomas O'Malley? I'm Thomas O'Malley, the alley cat. You know, he had that cool, like... Yeah, and it's been too long, and my memory's like a goldfish, so... Abismal flavor. What? Are you, what? Yeah, I don't remember. I'm going to have to look it up later. That's something that they would probably serve at Taco Bell. Let's be real. It <laughs> <laughs> would be actually very welcome if you were at the drive-thru. You want some Pepsi Bismol? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they I'll should sell too. that. Uh-huh, <laughs> Pepto-Bismol blast. Yeah. Would you also like a poop knife with that? You're probably not going to need it because this not. is Taco Bell. But no, but we talked earlier backstage how uh, somebody at the nursing home was telling people, you know, about the poop spoon, poop knife for Taco Bell. You might, I don't, no, nah, I'm not going to go there. Anyways, Brandon, you had a question. I did. Um, I'm interested to to hear about your songwriting process. Is it more of a uh, you you hear a line and you want to you want to write something, or you think of a story when you were younger? And you're like, I can turn that into a song, or is it a maybe you watch a movie or an episode of, of something on Netflix and you think that could be a good song? What is your songwriting process? Where do you find the the material, and how do you go about putting it in and making it into a song? I think uh, in general, I, I leave myself like really open to like whatever's occurring around me. Like you said, whether it be a song, like a line in a song that I could feel like I could transfer to my own thing, or like a line in a movie or just a, a life experience, or if I'm like being nostalgic or reflecting on something, I'll use that specifically. But it, it usually like, it, it'll find me. Uh, I, Willie Nelson has one of my favorite quotes on it. It's like, a, uh, and to play off that, he says, uh, you know, songs are just out there waiting, you, waiting for you to reach out and grab them. Uh, with me, I feel like the song is like a, a, a heat seeking mosquito that just finds me and like attaches itself right here. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's that's an idea. And sometimes it'll just be a lyrical hook, but a majority of the time it will come with the melody and like the whole wow. uh, idea just flows once I have that like that melody and that line. Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't, I put it in my notes or my voice memos and save it for later because it it has to be the right time in order to do it justice. 
Uh, yeah. And it's that way with songs you write halfway. Like if you like plow through the first half of the song and you're really stuck on the next verse after the course, put it down and walk away from it. You found that thing once. Like you, there's no need to mess up something that could be great. Like Things to Come was actually like that. Like I wrote that song like, which I don't usually do. Usually I write a song and I walk away from it and I'm like, it's done. Like, don't mess with it. You'll overthink it. It's done when it's done. Uh, things to come, it was just never what it needed to be until it actually was, which uh, I don't usually do. But like, it's one of those things like uh, when you meet someone and fall in love, that whole thing. It's like, you know, when you know, you know. It's like that. It's like that thing with the song. Like that's what it feels like. Exactly. So I'm gonna run our last little um, bit from one of our friends at Drunk Engineers. Then we come back. If you want, tell us all about Things to Come, the new single that is now available. And uh, unless you guys have another question, but let's run this real quick. This is from our friends at Drunk Engineers. Drunk Engineers. Ca. Make sure you guys check them out. And if you need a demo on how to use it, I got you. I was still over there. So was Brandon. Oh, I didn't know it was going to end that quick. But uh, yeah, guys, check them out. DrunkEngineers.ca. Just a great bunch of dudes that do some great stuff. They're also on TikTok. They're on Instagram. They're all over social media. Go show them some love. And the best part is if you go buy it and we're in the States, you're going to save some money because our money's worth more. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah. If, if you uh, and they also have a, a hoodie and they have a shot spinner which is another game that they do, and they're always expanding, and they just created uh, an ambassador program. So if you are interested in uh, being a part of that, there's a link for it. Just press it. Uh, fill out the documentation. They'll give you a call. They'll have a cool interview. I know a couple of people that went through it, and uh, it's just a great thing. bunch of great guys that I that I truly support. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys will too. DrunkEngineers.ca. And uh, rumor has it Nick H. is going to buy Amanda and Nita – and uh, uh, somebody else, uh, yeah, he's going to buy you guys one of those from DrunkEngineers.ca. That maybe is just a rumor. But anyways, Jeremy, go ahead and, uh, yeah, tell us about the new single. Obviously, um, you know, it's on all the social media, Spotify, uh, YouTube. You guys can see some, you know, listen to it, go download it. Can they buy it anywhere? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess I don't really honestly know how Apple Music or iTunes works anymore. I think they're like the same piggybacking off one another, but that's a good place to get it. And uh, the the whole record is out as well now, uh, all ten tracks. That being the first uh, first track on the record, and I'm I'm I should have physical copies fairly soon. So those will be up on my website uh, at, awesome. at jeremyparsonsmusic.com. So stay on the lookout for those. Yeah, do you have uh, merchandise as well, like any shirts or hats or anything? I do. I have I have uh, shirts and koozies right now. Perfect. Uh, they go I, together like peanut butter and uh, meatballs. There yes. you go. Because I like them both together. Yeah. Depending on how you like your peanut butter or how you like your meatballs. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tell us about um, – tell us either about the single. Tell us about the album. Tell us whatever it is that you want to. We are approaching that 10 o'clock. So, uh, you know, obviously the whole entire interview is about you, is about what we can do to continue to. So, you know, tell everybody, you know, what you – you know what I mean? Like what, what about the album? What about any song or any of the process? Whatever you want to tell everybody about. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I'll just give you like backstory or whatever, but I, yeah, I'm gonna I, put you on the big screen. Just hey, hey, oh dang, it's always so yeah. intimidating. Uh, no, the, you're okay. uh <laughs> you look good, you look good. 
Thank you. Thank you. That's that's exactly what I needed to hear. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's a record I started making in a 2019. I was uh, I'd been living in Nashville like nine years. I started to uh, travel back to Texas that year in March. I went back March, July and then October and they were month long trips. And while I was there, I was I was writing and I was playing these songs. And, and that's actually how I kind of pick the songs for a record. I pick my favorite songs to play the ones that I feel like people were coming up to me after the show and being like, man, I really dig that. Like, can I buy that on a CD? So it's just like, Oh, I should put that on a CD. That's a good sign. Uh, and and the, the process was really cool. So when I was back in Nashville, I was, I was working on this record and the Texas trips, what, what made me decide to segue back and everything. And uh, the record was so necessary. Things to come is written about, a really dark time in my life and that, you know, just life in general stuff happens, but we got to work through it. Like I was processing being a severe alcoholic and trying to figure out how to quit in a scene where people are like pretty much walking up and pouring shots down my throat while I'm on stage singing in between like a solo or something. And yeah. um, it was tough. Cause you feel like you're, you're bonding with them in that atmosphere, but like, I, I very clearly had a problem. So it got to the point where I was like, eventually you realize you are in control. A anything that you want to do to a certain point, um, other other than, you know, biologically fly, I guess you're, you're, you're pretty good. Like, <laughs> but yep. uh, it's a, uh, it's a uh, nice. Thank you. CT Thank you so much. Job. CT. Um, but yeah, so I, I was working through all that and things to come is about that that journey and uh and and all those moments, that song specifically, I, I re like I said, I rewrote it so many times uh because I I wanted to uh I wanted to do it justice because I had I had so I had so much fun and learned a lot in that time period before like I realized that I needed to grow up in a certain sense for myself is like the way that I like to be and present myself and create and like do it shows. Like I was playing shows that I don't even remember. Like, and like, I do, I don't play music to not remember it. I thoroughly enjoy it. I want to remember every moment of that. Like where, when I connected with somebody or like, God forbid, you don't want to black out and do something really bad. You know, it's like, that, there's so many, things that could go awry and like i, I was so, with everybody with a video you know what i mean the, oh the, yeah yeah all, all it takes is one wrong move and like i don't i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings anyway that's not my style yep. uh but it's uh much less you know my own by ruining my own career because i you know i've stayed focused on this for probably close to 15 years now it's like since before i left texas like right out of high school um so it, it's uh, it was just important to like, I, I kind of just singled myself out on this record. I, I've read some reviews of the record so far that have been like, oh, yeah, we didn't really. I, I felt like we didn't get, uh, you know, a lot about Jeremy on this record, which I was like, that's kind of cool because the whole the whole record stems from what I was working yeah. through. I just tried to write it and present it in a broad fashion where like. I don't want to talk about me the entire time. I want to talk about us as a collective. Yeah, there's you know, a like, lot of, you know, it's relatable content, you know, like there's a lot of people that have been, you know, in very similar struggles as, as you. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's good that, again, you were able to take something that was so negative and, and turn it into something amazing. And yeah, that's great, man. 
Well, I, th- I think that's our job is like, you know, entertainers, creators in general. We're like we're presenting something back to someone that might be theirs in a way they might not have seen it that might make them look inward or whatever. Like when like you said, when you uh, Brandon, when you when you say you connect with a line and you're like, you know, like I say, you know, when I hear a line in a song, I'm like, you asshole. But it makes you think and that's forward moving. You yeah. know, so it's like that. that's I wanted to to give back what I had always gotten from music. And uh, th- this album was a very self-reflective journey. And then also working on spinning that as a writer to where it was presented in a broad sense, which according to those reviews, I did, it's, it makes me feel like I did a good job in the same <laughs> sense that they didn't even pick up on it. They're like, we'd like to hear more about Jeremy. I was like, well, most artists who aren't there, wh- whether they're writing about someone else, it was that that experience that they had with that person that they're actually writing about. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, so this whole record is like, basically it's called things to come as, as, as forward and future focused, but it's really taken from a nostalgic point and, and from past is like, what do you do with your history? How do you move forward? Like, this is like this whole, all this stuff in between is super important for that person that it will, depending on how you look at the screen, it's hard. I was going to say, it's all backwards. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's all backwards. (laughs) But yeah, like uh, w- without using hands, it's very like you know you go forward. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so we're approaching the end of the show, and uh, I, I, obviously you just said a little bit about the album. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on the big screen. No more pressure. It's okay. But I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find the obviously the album, even though you kind of already did. Just kind of reiterate for everybody, and especially the people that are just listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Stitcher, wherever else this ends up but uh yeah Yeah. you just wanted to uh, let everybody know where they can find you it's your time to shine are you ready do it let's do it he's ready (laughs) all right y'all you can find me at jeremyparsonsmusic.com that's probably the best place to go there's links to spotify instagram reverb nation stuff that i don't even know about soundcloud you can check out my only fans no i'm joking there's not there's not one <laughs> but the yeah you can find me there uh spotify is the whole album is up uh soundcloud all of the above but yeah and uh jeremyparsonsmusic.com like i said there's a store koozies uh you'll be able to buy physical copies of the new cd soon i have physical copies of the last cd as well and and you can sign up for my mailing list or send me an email keep in touch i, I like to Stay fairly accessible. Nice. Awesome. Well done. Well done. Didn't Very awesome. Yeah. And hey, you know, thank you so much for taking, uh, you know, some time. I know you're over way on the West Coast away from us. So it's a little bit different time frame. But I'll, you know what I mean? Like, we really do appreciate you coming on, hanging out. This has been a great interview. And uh, like I said, hopefully we were able to get some more Jeremy Parsons fans, you know? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Dude, thanks for having me. This was a pleasure. Like, like it's, you know, it's, Y'all are thanking me, but I feel like I should be thanking you. I was like, it's that there's a lot of people that just don't want to talk to me anymore. So this hey, we're always around. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have anything going on, maybe you have another single coming out, you have another thing. Maybe even if you ever want to come on and just perform a new single live to all of our audience, maybe we can entertain that idea. So stay in touch with us, obviously. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do the outro. We're gonna tell you goodbye. We're gonna put you backstage. If you gotta leave and gotta go then you won't be there. But if you want to stick around and chat with us for a couple minutes after backstage, you're more than welcome. So again, everybody in the chat, make sure you say goodbye. Go give them a follow on all the social medias. 
give them that Spotify follow. And seriously, Jeremy, thank you very much for your time. Jeremy, everybody. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you. All right, we'll chat soon, man. Thank you. All right. Amazing, amazing dude, guys. Make sure you go check him out on all the social medias. Just, uh, just another great, great episode. And again, this was Beard Laws episode sixty-six. Next week, like we mentioned, we have another great episode. It's going to be Beard Laws episode sixty-seven, and we have Dylan Klecker, who is was in the MMA for eight years, has recently switched to bare knuckle boxing, and has a match coming up in the Florida area within the week or two. So he's going to come on, talk about the match. We're going to try to get as many people that can watch it, figure out where to watch it, and continue to support this guy. He's an absolute beast. And, of course, he's bearded. Just an absolute great guy that we look forward to chatting with next week. And, potentially, there's a really good friend of mine who loves MMA, loves bare-knuckle boxing, that might come on as kind of like a guest appearance as uh, as another co-host. So stay tuned if you want to see who that is. Maybe you know, maybe you don't, but either way, it's going to be a great episode. And thanks, every single person, for watching this tonight. You guys can be anywhere in the world watching anything or listening to anything. And you chose to be here with myself, Brandon J. McDermott, and Logan at BeardLaws.com. You guys can email him, Logan at BeardLaws.com. Send anything that you want, especially you, LTG. But, um, yeah, any special plans for 69? Very special plans. Very big, uh, very, very, very big guest because it is episode 69, all right? And, and I'm not saying big guest, but it's a very, very big YouTuber. And a very good friend and somebody that I really look up to and I'm super excited. But why we jump into 69? Because this is 66. Then LTG, maybe you don't know what goes 66, then 67, then 68. You gotta work your way in, you gotta work your way up to 69. You can't <laughs> 69. You can't just go there. You ease into it. <laughs> you say so, it's uh, more than I do. So obviously, guys, we can't thank you enough. Guys, follow Brandon J. McDermott on all the social medias. Go buy his book. It's on Amazon. Logan, Wait. you can follow him on social medias. He's not going to follow you back. I'm not even sure he knows how to use his iPhone 5. We're getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, he really does. It's an it. iPhone 5. Does that help? He really does have an iPhone 5. And let's all let's all have a moment of silence for the beard that was lost from Logan. All right, good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Brandon. Thank you, my man. Logan, thank you, my man. Appreciate you guys, as always. And thanks, every single person that watches. We're going to hit you guys with the outro, and we'll see you Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Triple T. Another great episode. It's going to be episode 17. So if that's your lucky number, come on over. If it's not, just come say hi. And then Dylan next week for episode 67. So have a great rest of your Friday, Junior. And uh, we'll see you guys Tuesday and then Thursday. Logan says peace. And, and Brandon's pointing at us, and I forgot where the outro is because I added so much stuff. Oh, it's right here. Okay, bye! <laughs>